1: I hear a tale of a legend, of a man who knew all the chords. This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. Every episode we walk you through a story song, and this week we're doing Sultans of Swing by Dire Straits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this is a good one, you guys. Oh, um, yeah. So the, the story is that our uh, narrator is, uh, is telling the story of you, or, or, or me, <laughs> I, you,
2: I, me, me, you, you, you me, this, this me, is
1: you. this is this is like a, it's choose your own adventure. You right. are in the action. <laughs> you're doing it. Uh, but our narrative is the story, of, uh, the story of you, you go into a bar in South London to escape the rain, and you're watching a jazz band called Sultans of a Swing. Somehow, you know a lot of facts <laughs> about the people on stage, even though you've never seen this band before. You don't know who they are, but somehow you you just you know all these facts. Uh and you watch a show and you like it and at the end the I, band says assume, we're yeah, the souls of swing. Go on, Rachel, please.
2: I assume that they just gave out a playbill. When you go in, they right. just give you the playbill and everybody's bio is in there with their headshots.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what bands do, right? They hand out yeah, playbills right? with headshots and bios.
3: Pass credits.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. all the concerts I go to, yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. right
3: You get a shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park, but meantime. Sun of the river, you're stopping, your whole everything. A band is blowing, Dixie, double fall time. You feel all right when you hear the music ring.
1: You are in the action. You <laughs> get yes. a shiver in the dark. Usually, it's... you are the
0: star of this song.
1: Right. Because usually uh, I get excited when the song is talking to me, when it's telling right, me right. something or, or s- telling me something that I did or how I'm feeling or whatever. But in this case, no. This is the, this is the elusive and rare second person. We're being, right. We are being told, we are like a puppet uh, being controlled by fate. We have, no, <laughs> yes. we have no agency of our own. This is what we are doing. The, we are this, being told what, yeah, we're, what, the, what, what we're up to.
2: This opening line sounds like the opening of a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you get a shiver in the dark, and it's raining in the park. But yeah. meantime, yeah, roll the die.
1: This the most boring, <laughs> the most boring Dungeons and Dragons campaign ever. Right. You go into a pub. There's a band. The end. All right. I hope everyone had fun.
2: <laughs> that was seven minutes long. <laughs> These things take days. What's happening? Uh,
1: look, I, I, I got places to be, okay? <laughs> this is, we're doing a quick one this time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All I had was a six-sided die. And, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> can yeah, only yeah.
1: take you to a pub. <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: um, yeah I, I, this is also an opening line that I never knew what they said. I always thought it was something about a Chevy. I always said,
0: okay. I thought it was right. you
2: got a Chevy in the something, and then i right. just and then I just hummed to myself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Bo- and bopped along, yeah,
0: yeah it's yeah, about yeah. driving to a concert
2: right <laughs> yeah, yeah, you put your Chevy in park when it's raining <laughs> in the park, but meantime.
1: You're like, boy, you're on park with, with park. That's that's <laughs> poor songwriting.
2: These, these dire straits, they don't know what they're talking I don't know doing. what
1: they're talking about. It's almost like their <laughs> it's like their creativity is in dire straits, am I right? <laughs> am
2: I right Rachel says
1: so confidently to herself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you gotta shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park. Now I assume it's also raining in the in the general vicinity of the park as well like in a nope, radius one rain cloud oh just okay just in the park over the you one. right yeah, yeah yeah
2: oh over the park yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah 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 or it's like a yeah. it's like a cartoon but the park is the protagonist and it, it is sad <laughs> uh, yes and there's a rain cloud that's flying on him
0: um, well, it's like when you get like a, uh, here's a local joke for the New York metro area. Let's do it. Uh, like when they do like the, the, the weather report and it's like three inches of rain in Central Park. What about right outside of Central Park? Right. No. <laughs> None. That's not just where we measure the rain. That's, right. that's just where the rain was. Yeah.
2: It's an anomaly.
1: South of the river, you stop and you hold everything. A band is blowing Dixie double four times. Um, double four time, also known as eight time, um, <laughs> and you feel all right when you hear the music ring. So you, you are walking, uh, in the rain. Yeah. Uh, you're in London. Well, it's, so it's rainy there all the time. We'll get to, to that in a second. Um, but you're walking by a bar and you hear this band blowing Dixieland jazz and you just, you, 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 you feel all right hearing that music, even though you were cold and wet a second ago and you got to go inside.
2: Stops you in your tracks and
1: listen. Yeah, stops yeah, yeah. you
2: in your tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I love. I love. Oh man, I, I, that doesn't happen often. Where you're walking and you're like, you hear that? I got to go mm-hmm. in there. I got to see what's happening in there. Yeah. But when it happens, uh, it's fun. It's real fun. I always and I'll say this, I, I should have used context clues, but I'm not good at things. Mm-hmm. I for so long just thought this was New Orleans because. That's the vibe I get when you go to New Orleans. That's what you that's the vibe you feel is you're just walking down the street. You hear music and it pulls you into a bar. Yes. But they say London Town, so you would think I would use that context clue. But I don't. So.
0: Well, there's a couple of things. First of all. It's London Town, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's right, that's
1: right. Well, I mean, you certainly are, uh, you know, no one would blame you for thinking maybe it was New Orleans since they're talking about Dixieland jazz, which is right. where, you know, it's from New Orleans. So it's a little confusing that, that it's a band in london presumably right. <laughs> made up of british people who are playing dixieland jazz um right. also you know there's the there's the one line we'll get to it in a second there's one line about it being london so if you missed yeah. that one i mean first of all you thought it was about a chevy parking so you know <laughs> I, I can understand maybe you,
0: you, you missed that part nowhere in the first two lines did they say anything about driving on the other side of the road <laughs> that, so. that's, that's the right thing.
2: how am i supposed to know how am i supposed to know
3: well i like step inside but you don't see too many Competition in other places How the horns they blow in that sound We on down south We on down south London town. Now travelers
1: <laughs> Now you step inside but you don't see too many faces Uh, roll for initiative. No, um, I don't, I don't actually know how Dungeons and Dragons work, so I have officially run out of references. Um, you step inside, but you don't see too many faces, which is a little weird until you remember, oh, that's right. They're playing jazz. Uh, that's why there's not too many people here in this bar. Um, coming in out of the rain, you hear the jazz go down competition in other places, but the horns, they blow in that sound. Way on down south, way on down south, London town. Town. I love the way he says London town. It's awesome. Uh. Um, Oh, it's great. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So you go inside. Uh, You must have rolled a one because (laughs) uh, this bar is not very hopping.
2: This place is dead.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's not a lot of fans. But you're liking the music. You're like you you are enjoying the jazz, which again goes to show. How I'm being controlled against my will in this song because that is something <laughs> I would never do. But uh, with with being, my will has been Speak taking for over. Yourself, and, buddy. And I'm enjoying what, go j- I am for speaking, jazz. I'm speaking for myself. I'm joking. Jazz is fine. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yes, definitely, you know, again. And there's competition in other places, there are other bars nearby that guys they're not playing jazz so you as you can imagine there are people packed into those other bars uh (laughs) where there's music that's i like to call not jazz
2: (laughs) the bar owner Uh. is like hey um do you guys know any contemporary music (laughs) No, mm. baby, just nope. jazz, just Dixie jazz, <laughs> Dixieland, Dixieland jazz.
1: jazz. You know, <sighs> that, that style of jazz that's from another country that's not this country.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I mean, I guess keep playing. I don't know why I signed this contract with you guys.
1: <laughs> you know, here in Britain, where we play the music that comes from the French part of a, of America,
4: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: where two countries were moved. Uh, yeah. So, all right, so we're way down south. In London town. Now.
2: But you're feeling it.
1: Oh, you're feeling the music. You're loving it. They're 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 blowing Dixie double four time. Um, you know.
2: You're looking around saying, I can't you go to the bartender, I can't believe there's nobody here. <laughs> These guys are killing it right. on that stage, and there's nobody here. It's a shame. It's a shame.
1: Yeah, yeah. The bartender says, uh huh, so are you gonna buy
2: something or what's <laughs> what's happening? Sorry, just a water with lemon for me. <laughs> 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 Check out
3: guitar charge. He knows all the chords But strictly rhythm He doesn't want to make it cry or sing Cause no guitar is all he can't afford When he gets up under the lights play his bass Night. With the With the swing.
1: Okay, so now here's the part where somehow you know a lot about the guys who are on stage. Right. Right? Because you say, check out Guitar George. He knows all the chords. Okay, mm-hmm. I got I got two things to say here. First of all, <laughs> uh, calling him Guitar George. Uh just sounds like the obnoxious guy at your job. You know what I mean? Like like right. one time you just happen to have you were holding guitar and he's like, Hey, Guitar yep. George over here and then for like the next like six years <laughs> he That's calls right. you guitar
0: George. Even it's though like I played jazz flute. Right, right. right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't even problem. know why. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Why guitar? I don't know. You play music. Yeah, but I play jazz flute.
1: Hey, Guitar George, where's the guitar? You going to play us a little song? And he just starts doing a little hula dance. Like, uh, I don't even think you know what a guitar is, man. Um, the other thing is he says he knows all the chords. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope like, just in the middle of the song he's just like, yeah, this is an E. I don't know this one, everybody. So I'm just going <laughs> to stand here for a couple of seconds until we get back to the C, which is a chord that I know right. as a yeah. professional guitar player. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he steps up to the microphone and says, I'm going to sit this one out.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) I don't know these ones.
1: I don't know these. Guys, there's a lot of chords out there, and I know, like, a solid third of them, I would
0: guess. So uh, That line is so he knows what the facts is. Right.
2: Yes. (laughs) Oh, it's so true. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Like, yeah, I hope so. That's your job, man. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh, man, that's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. He'd be like,
1: check out Guitar George. He is holding a guitar and is currently (laughs) playing it. Like, yeah, again, I would hope so. Right. These are very basic things
0: that he would need to do in order to be Guitar George. So Here's a character who knows something obvious that rhymes with the line before it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he knows all the chords. And the line, by the way, is not that complicated.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Definitely not uh so he knows all the chords mind it's strictly rhythm he doesn't want to make it cry or sing so he's just doing basic uh, guitar stuff he's i not... love
2: that you know why that's so great because as a rhythm guitarist he has to focus on chords right. he doesn't even so what he's saying is he's great it's fun he's 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 guitar george he's fun yeah don't ta- expect we're...
0: him to play any solos right yeah, we're checking out guitar George. He's not even playing lead guitar.
2: No, he's rhythm guitar. Yeah, if, if we're starting <laughs> with rhythm, rhythm guitar. guitar. We're not starting
1: oh with gosh. the horn section or like the you know, the lead guitarist. Yeah. No, we're starting with
0: the the rhythm guitar. He's the least concerned with anybody who's got the spotlight right. on them.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I mean that's all guitar George needs, you know. He doesn't, No, and he doesn't, he doesn't need, need
2: it. He
1: doesn't need he, the spotlight.
2: I actually love that. I do love the fact that it says it doesn't say he knows all the car- chords and he can only do rhythm. He he doesn't want to make it cry or sing. Right. He's happy just knowing the chords.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's got. It's he's great. He's, he's fulfilling his role in the band. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> Though it is, it is undermined by the word mind. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, you know, he knows all the chords. Mind, it's strictly rhythm. There's right. no, don't, <laughs> mind you, th- he's not playing, he's not fanciful here. Yeah, yeah. That he's just Guitar George. He's, well, you're he's not going to be like, really impressed
0: by quit. Guitar George. Right. <laughs> but he keeps the song going.
2: That's right. But here's when, when his friends come to see the show, and he's afterwards, he's like, what do you think? They're just like, hey, you knew all those chords. <laughs> you knew all the chords.
0: You <laughs> were wow, you, really kept the pace of that song. Didn't yeah, you? yeah.
2: <laughs> the way you kept looking back at the drummer to, like, you know, nodding your head to make sure that you guys were yeah. all together.
1: The way you, you did it, held on to that guitar the entire time was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they say an old guitar is all he can afford. Okay, here's my big question: Aww. Who's they? What? Who is saying <laughs> this? Hear? What are you talking? Is, is someone like talking behind your back? You know what I mean, and you're like overhearing them. But who would be saying that? Like, oh, there's Guitar George. You know, he can only afford an old guitar. Like, hey, can what? Do you mind not like ragging on the guy? I mean, right now he's in the middle of knowing all the chords. Uh, he's clearly you know, playing them. <laughs> so you know,
2: you know who it is. It's yeah. George's disgruntled wife, Gu- <laughs> Guitar Martha. Yeah, guitar yeah. Martha is drunk in the corner going, right. oh, so fancy. <laughs> he plays all the chords, but only an old guitar he can afford. Right.
0: <laughs> you know who could afford a new guitar? The mm-hmm. guitarists. That's yeah, yeah. right.
1: <laughs> also, I love, he knows all the chords, but only an old guitar he could afford. Are you one of the weird <laughs> sisters? What's happening right now? <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, uh, George. You uh, think you're so great. You could, you could have been something, George, but all you have is your chords and your guitar.
4: Yeah.
0: You <laughs> Whoever's so saying that afraid line... of the lead
2: guitar, the lead guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's saying that,
0: whoever that line is saying it over a cauldron. Right.
2: That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So they say he can only afford, an old guitar is all he
1: can afford. When he gets up under the lights- to play his thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Which, once again, is strictly rhythm and all the chords. <laughs> Just so right. we're clear, that's the thing that he's playing. Yeah. Um, so now we move on to Harry. Uh, and again, somehow you know this, but Harry doesn't mind if he doesn't make the scene. He's got a daytime job. He's doing all right. Yeah. He can play the hockey talk like anything, saving it up for Friday night. So, uh, uh, yeah, a couple of things. First of all, uh, Harry doesn't, doesn't mind making the scene because Harry's got a little something called stability. Right. And in, and in the it. end, isn't that the real coolest?
2: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says right before the encore. Right, right.
1: Um, so, yeah, so he saves it up uh, for Friday night because apparently it's like a battery. Uh, if you want to play the right. honky tonk, you got to be real careful not to... You know you don't want to you don't want to spend too much honky tonk on Wednesday. You really want to save that well, up for Friday night.
2: He's you know he the the other uh, band members they ask him if he wants to do a Wednesday gig and he says I can't. You know I have a ten o'clock meeting every Thursday. Right. You know that I can't. I just listen. The firm needs me. Right. Right. The firm needs me. Friday I'm all yours. Yeah. But yeah. I can't do a Wednesday. Come on.
1: Also, you Come guys on. know I have to save it up for Friday night. Yeah. If I'm doing it on Wednesday. By the time Friday comes along, I'm going to be at like a third do, of of what I need to be to play the honky tonk.
2: Do you think Harry is the lead guitarist? What What is, what's Harry? They, we don't find out what, what instrument Harry plays. I mean,
1: I think he's actually, only because he says he plays the honky tonk, I think yeah. he might actually be keyboards.
2: Oh, is honky tonk? Or piano.
1: Is I think he's playing like I a honky tonk piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, okay, I get that. I get that.
1: Yeah. So it's not clear, but I think. You know, I mean, also, look, Harry also, is, he's got to stay up a Friday night. He's got to carry that piano to every gig. <laughs> and that is that's tough. That's Listen, tough to do.
2: Apparently, growing up, my aunt played the organ in school. Okay. And they had to they had to transport the organ to and from. It was like like a little small, like, I guess, like, organ, but it was still an organ. And they had mm-hmm. to transport it like home and to the concerts that she would do. <laughs> It was apparently a big ordeal in right. my family.
1: She also, uh, her house was at the top of five flights of stairs. Um, That's right. That's right. And they <laughs> unfortunately they hired the Three Stooges to bring it up, so there was a lot, <laughs> yeah. of, a lot yeah. of hijinks. But um, you gotta
2: be when you choose an instrument, you've got to be aware that you're you're probably at some point gonna have to maneuver that instrument. Right. So pick a flute, pick a guitar.
1: Yeah. So and your your aunt lived in the basement of a of an abandoned. Opera House, as well, I believe, right? Was that the (laughs) good old Ant Phantom?
2: That's yeah, Ant Phantom.
1: So uh, he's saving it up for Friday night with the Sultans, with the
0: Sultans of Swing. That's... I wonder if he's saving it up for Friday night, like if that's just the rest of the band's commentary on how he is at rehearsals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like saving he's it. He's just like, you know, I, I don't give <laughs> yeah. like a full performance rehearsal. Right, right. I'm going to like sort of, I'll give you like half. Right. Uh, and then Friday night when the audience is there, when all seven people are out there, mm-hmm. you'll get 150% <laughs> of Harry. Yeah.
2: They'll get together. We got to do something about Harry. He's just, I know he pulls out all the stops for Friday, but I, I mean, I feel like I'm going 100% at rehearsals. Yeah. And he's given us maybe sixty, yeah. maybe sixty percent,
0: yeah, 60%. yeah. How he's coasting. At least seventy five
2: but listen, he can play the honky tonk like anything, so
0: yeah. man, he's doing all right. all right i I actually really like that line. He's doing all right, like mm-hmm. when they're talking about his day job, like he is he's he's one of those musicians who it seems doesn't or one of those artists who 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 doesn't necessarily need to do this professionally, doesn't need to. Because they seem like a small local band, they have right. their gig right on Friday night and apparently Wednesdays, um, <laughs> and he's just happy to be playing music. If there's yes. a thousand people out there, if there's the seven people out there, or if he's just like playing in his garage, annoying his neighbors, like he's making music. Right. And I think that's cool. Well, I, and
2: yeah, that is.
1: I, I mean that that is one of the things that I love about this song.
0: Right, that is that it's what well, you were saying. It's
1: about a local band, and it's not making fun of them. No right? right, it's 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 celebrating them, and I'm going to get ahead of myself here. But this, I think, is like the inversion of Pearl's a Singer, right? Because mm-hmm. they're they're this local band playing in this dingy, like a dingy, half empty bar, right? Yeah, but they're yeah. doing all right, you know. This right. guy he can play the hockey. Team. They're just happy to be there, you know. You're Not every has with to it. be. That's the thing. Not everybody has a big star. But also they're totally fine with it. They're just they they love playing music. And yeah, they got day jobs, but they're doing all right. It's fine. And I mean And they're and they're good. They're enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. I mean they one at least what us you you're enjoying it for one thing. <laughs> right. Uh, but again <laughs> You were
2: drawn into it.
1: But I don't think they really I mean obviously they would like for a lot of people there and and having a good time, but I don't think they care one way or another. They just like to play, you know? And they right. they're there playing. So
0: Right. Uh, yeah, but I think I don't know that it's necessarily like the opposite of Pearl's a singer. I think it's similar to Pearl's a singer. Right. Well, but I mean, I don't but not but to I, get expanded I, universe. Well, <laughs> well, I, I yes, That's I, that, I don't but, want to get ahead of it.
2: But yeah, but but I will say this: it it there's there's no Pearl's a singer. Yeah, I mean, most definitely, we're getting into it, I guess. But Pearl's a singer. Let's just do it. I know Pearl's a singer. are <laughs> gonna do
0: it. Let's do it. Most <laughs> let's not be like Harry on a Wednesday night rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but Pearl's a singer. George is in the corner,
0: like Harry. Name a chord. <laughs> Name a chord, because <laughs> I know them all.
1: But G flat, here you go. Okay, there you go. That's my. I'm at a hundred percent. I know every chord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Rachel. Go
2: ahead. Pearl's a, Pearl's a singer, mm-hmm. has a, a a bit of a melancholy feel to it, right? And there was Yeah. That yes or no? Yes sing, or no? That that might. I mean, a little bit. It does. She say she plays for the lost and the lonely.
4: Right. And that's the and, audience.
2: And, but even the and and it could be read out of. Yeah, but what kind of music is she playing for the lost and the lonely? Also, um, there's, there's the dichotomy that we, we've always spoken about with Pearls a Singer of her internal versus her external, where these guys yes. seem like their internal matches their external. They're like, this is fine. There's no. seven people. We're going to rock for these seven people. Yeah. Like, there's, there, there, there's a lightness to this that Pearls a Singer doesn't have. I, I don't true. think it's the exact opposite, but I do think that there's less of a sort of like melancholy to it.
0: Well, I think in Pearls a the Singer they say that Pearl um had dreams that didn't come true. Right. They don't get into that in this song. All they right. say is that they're they're okay with it. Yes. They're happy just making music, professionally or right. or not. And but they don't get into like, well, where did they come from before this? Did they have bigger dreams? Right. Right. That but didn't f- happen. But this is great. Because I think yeah. Pearl's the same way. And what we were talking about the end of Pearls a Singer is is that that big crescendo at the end is even though she's in this small dingy club right th- that big crescendo where it feels like a full orchestra is what it feels like to her and or, I think that it's sort of the same thing for them
2: right though though I, I don't think we landed one way or the other because I'm not sure whether that's her internal or her external covering the internal
4: but anyway I, I, I guess we'll former.
2: I guess we'll do our remix on our
4: Pearl <laughs> Zinger remix
2: at some point.
4: But yeah, but either way. <laughs>
2: crossfire about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah.
1: But either way, yeah. I mean, what I love about this is that, again, it's a celebration and it's not making fun of them, right? It's saying how, right. Right. how look, they're, they're uh, again, a local band, but they're doing all right and they love what they do. And this guy's loving it. He's like, oh man, I stumbled into it. I was outside. I had to come inside to listen to this great local band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so you never know if you're doing something, you never know where you're going to, you know, when you're going to touch somebody, um, with, right. yeah. w- with, what you're
0: doing. So, um, and this part of the song, um, just to bring it back to where we, or at least where I always go, um, Linda Ronstadt mm-hmm. in, <laughs> in her, um, memoir, uh, called simple dreams, a musical memoir, she talks about like people making music and basically like, you know, she was a huge star, but even mm. if she wasn't, she still would have been making music. Mm. Right. And she says, there's a quote in there that I do not have in front of me, and I'm going to paraphrase terribly, but it's basically like, it's okay to have your heroes, but everybody can make art. Right. Like, if you're singing in the shower, like, just humming along with the radio, like, learning an instrument, even badly, <laughs> like, if even if you're not like Guitar George. Right who knows like you don't know all the chords right like you know like a chord mm. you're still making music so like there it's great that there are professionals but everybody has this capability and it seems that the sultans of swing are that
2: yeah i agree i agree with that
0: yeah this is getting way too happy and
1: touchy-feely so let's be mean again
3: um
1: I just want to say that I tried really hard to figure out what best brown baggies are. Uh, And I I was going to say, I Googled very hard and everything I found was referencing this song. So I don't (laughs) think it's like a a well-known term. Everyone, or at least vaguely I could figure out that people seem to agree that it just means baggy pants.
0: Yeah, baggy pants or
2: or bell bottoms, you know, something like that.
0: Maybe. Yeah, Yeah. Or maybe they brought lunch. Uh, that's right uh, yeah, that's, that's true time. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brown bag. yeah, they have they have uh, brown baggies. <laughs> um and, and uh, the bartender's like, is anybody gonna order anything? Right. <laughs> Why? Do maybe we- they maybe they're just back from Bloomingdale's and they've got those big brown bags. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's true, yeah. I was going to say,
1: yeah, the, the bartender's like, why do we allow people to bring food in here? This, seriously, <laughs>
2: this is seriously undercutting terrible. our own business. It make any sense. Um, they, they're only coming in to use our salt and pepper shakers.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're just. But why they're, do we have an entire spice rack <laughs> just in a, sitting on the corner in of in the a bar? bar? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Oh, don't get me
1: started on that entire uh, fixin's bar full of condiments over there.
2: <laughs> Who are we? Roy
4: Rogers, We're crying out
2: loud?
0: God, everybody's just walking around eating free pickles. <laughs> Kitchen's open, guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that
1: reminds no. me. I got I to refill the uh, the pickle holder again because they're going through them right. like, like wild
0: animals.
2: Hey, guy. Hey, guy. Those lettuce and tomatoes, you're yeah. not making a salad over there. That's yeah, just yeah. A, that's for <laughs> toppings. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Can I get you a beer? No, just a glass and a straw. And can you tell me where the mustard is? We're <laughs> on the fix bar, but...
2: I'm uh, making my own Thousand Island dressing. Yeah. <laughs> you can.
4: I'm
0: just going to drink... Think mustard will get you drunk? Yeah.
1: I'm just going to drink a glass of mayonnaise. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Do you have a lime? Yeah, I have a lime. You can put that in the mayonnaise.
4: Oh, Sorry.
1: God. <laughs> I'm getting queasy just thinking about that. Okay. Um... So they're drunk you and put dressed. A cherry
0: on top of mayonnaise. They're it looks like a drunk. looks like some sort of a. <laughs> Jackie, right? I'm
1: trying to move past this point. They're drunk <laughs> and dressed in their best brown baggies and their platform soles. So remember, this is 1978. We did mention that, so I don't know why I would say remember, but this is <laughs> 1978. So they're they're in you know platform shoes and and uh, and and uh, baggy brown pants, um, and they don't give a damn about any trumpet playing band. It ain't what they call rock and roll. Uh um, this is
2: and I'll say this. Yeah. This is what I think when I hear this uh this stanza is why would they come to our concert just to boo us? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Why? Why would they just like they're just kind of like fooling around like they just stumbled in just to be like stop playing that trumpet. Right.
1: <laughs> I mean I don't think that I don't think Gu- they're guitar
2: George, more like guitar board. Right. Exactly. Um <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know what the facts is.
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: I don't think I don't think they're they're necessarily heckling the band. I think they're just they're just not listening to the band, right? right? and they're and they're just drinking at the bar.
4: They're just, um, the they're just being
1: bar. a distraction,
2: yeah. right? Yeah,
1: and they probably wouldn't be as much of a distraction if there were like more people in the bar.
2: Yes, right. The yeah. fact right.
1: that that they're being loud and there's not a lot of other people there to like drown them out. Uh, they is, doubled is also a the
2: capacity. Right. Of, the, uh, of the bar.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do, I do want to give them one, I do want to say one thing in their favor, though. And yes. give them credit for one thing. Because it says, uh, they don't give a damn about any trumpet playing band. It ain't what they call rock and roll. That's also what no one calls rock and roll because it's a jazz band. We have fully established that it's a jazz band. So why would anyone call it rock and roll when it's clearly a jazz band? Uh, That's true. So they they at least do know their musical genres.
2: But listen, they shout out and they say, this ain't rock and roll, to which Harry goes, yeah, guy, we know. Right, yeah. We never said that. We're fully aware. (laughs) Read the playbill. It says it right there. (laughs)
1: With um,
0: Malone, Harry's drunk on mayonnaise,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then George is just like, "I know all the chords. Name one. <laughs> name a name a chord.
2: I know it." He's
1: uh. like, "He's just like F twelve flat. I oh, I don't know that one. I gotta... Oh man, <laughs> I got hold on. I
0: gotta look." No, they the they words. just keep naming chords. He's like, "I know that," and he doesn't oh. show them. <laughs> yeah. how to? Do I know it. that it's one. Like, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that one. I know that one, one too. Been... Oh yeah, show it! I don't have to show you. Just
1: I know it. No, trust um, me. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise, why would
0: I be called Guitar George if I didn't know all right. the chords? <laughs> I got on my T-shirt. <laughs> uh, so this, it, is, this is back in the '70s where things are just written on T-shirts, right? Right. And like that Garfield lettering. <laughs> 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 oh, man. It's all ironed on and it, pe- it peels <SSS> That's off. That's
2: right. <laughs> Why is everybody's shirt puffy? <laughs> Why is the writing <laughs> on everyone's shirt puffy?
0: Oh, it man. says Guitar George and felt. And then the man
3: steps right up to the microphone. It says it last just as the time bell rings.
1: and then the man he steps right up to the microphone so for some reason we know the name of guitar george and harry <laughs> right but whoever this guy is for some reason we don't know his name i don't know why
0: witness um, protection program maybe <laughs> yep exactly that's nah, why nah. they've
2: never made it big he's like he's a the guys i can't we i can't make it big right, i'm right. in the witness protection program
1: yeah yeah yeah. I have to be behind this screen the entire time while we're playing. So no one can see right. my
4: hand. <laughs> right.
0: Um, and then the man. He's who, just standing there with a newspaper <laughs> and a trench coat.
1: <laughs> the whole time he's, he's singing at the microphone. He's got a, he's got a newspaper he's holding up. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so then the man, he steps right up to the microphone and says at last, just as the time bell rings. Okay. So I don't know what the time bell is. Although I do know that they're in London. Right. So is it possible that the time bell is Big Ben? And if that is true, does everything in London have to start and stop exactly <laughs> when Big Ben chimes?
2: I believe so. Because it seems like
1: they're trying to
0: get it right promise. under the wire before the time yeah. bell
2: rings. Do you think that the time... Well, I think,
0: doesn't Big Ben ring on the hour? Right. Right. Doesn't i So I'm saying. everything just lasts an hour? I guess possibly. Or, yeah, yeah. Or is
2: this is this like the um like the red light uh, I think that's for what comedians? Yeah. Where, I, I where guess they say, so. "Oh, our, our time is just about up, folks." But do they ring a
1: yeah, bell? Yeah, I think it's
0: like I think it's a type of bar where it's like they're not headliners. It's almost like an hour amateur night where it's like, right, "Well, right, that's right. our time."
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Or no, or or is it just or is that their um signal for last call? You know, it could be the bar signal for last call where they, right, they right, ring right. the bell. Oh, you know, I bet that's what it is. I've been in a bar where they they ring the bell and they say last call. OK. All right. That
1: makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's, or maybe they're right?
0: performing in a high school gymnasium. So the bar is getting closer. <laughs> and, you know, it's time for uh, yeah. Right. biology.
2: Yeah. They I mean, say, that's been our time. <laughs> yeah. That's been our time. Uh, OK. C group goes to lunch. <laughs> okay. B group goes to gym. <laughs> a group. You go to biology. I mean, I think that makes sense because I think
1: in, uh, in British high schools, they have bars, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They are a, uh, they are a uh, drinking uh, people, uh, let's say that. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 uh, they, they like the drink. Uh, that's why
2: it's called a public school. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll turn off my mic yeah, now. Yeah, you
1: should, please. Never, <laughs> never come back. You're fired from the show. <laughs> um, good night. Now it's time to go home. But he makes it fast with one last thing. We are the Sultans. We are the Sultans of Swing. Bow, um,
0: That guitar. Do you think that's the moment where he decided to change the band's name?
4: <laughs> what do you mean?
0: We're like, when they walked in, they were the Sultans, and then he's oh, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. We're the Sultans of Swing. <laughs> you know and they all what? look at him like, we did not talk about this. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, first of all, Harry, if you're going to give half on Wednesdays, you don't get to decide, okay? (laughs) Second of all, George, we know you know the chords. Shut up about it, okay?
2: No, we're not being the sultans of chords. It doesn't make any (laughs) sense. It's a terrible name. Stop talking about it. (laughs) Guitar Martha, you're passed out at the bar. You're fine.
1: (laughs) Uh, And we're not, by the way, we are definitely not Guitar George and the Sultans. I want to be extremely clear on that. How many times you suggested it's not happening.
2: (laughs) The rhythm guitarist is never the lead name of the band.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be amazing, though. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. It happened
1: one time in Jay Giles Band, and that's it. That's the only time it's ever happened, and it's never happening again. And you, sir, are no Jay Giles. You are Guitar George. OK, <laughs> let's be clear on that. Uh, so I said, so they are the Sultans of Swing and you have mm-hmm. presumably enjoyed your night out of the rain <laughs> in London so town. Um, and that is the end of the campaign. <laughs>
0: that's just how he ends the show. Like, oh, yeah. you've been a pretty good audience, but yeah. hey, at least it's not raining in here. Right. <laughs> he just walks off stage. All right.
2: Oh, man. With
1: a um, bunch of Feedback. Uh, so I said, anything else on this
2: no I I will just say this song is the best this is a great song the Dire Straits are terrific yes and I mean this is a classic what can you say this is a classic this is a classic Um, this is a classic that I did not know I I, it was one of those things where I I didn't really deeply listen to the lyrics before tonight Mm -hmm. and it's great it's got a lot of stuff in it not as much about Chevys as I would have liked but (laughs) you know can't sure. have everything.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I love this song. Um, it is one of those songs that definitely like it, it's it's a grower, like it'll worm its way uh, into your heart because it's it's deceptively simple, um, but that guitar is just awesome, and it just feels so perfect and effortless. And Ooh. this and, and- this is a song having done it. If you could, if you ever get the chance to go down the highway in a convertible with this song blasting, dear lord, it is a perfect driving song. Oh my god, you you feel like you're in a movie. Yeah, Yeah. definitely in a Chevy. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, It's awesome.
2: Mark Mark Knopfler playing guitar in this is incredible. Uh, We didn't mention it, um, so I'm going to mention it now the part where he's talking about guitar, George, and he says he knows all the chords and the little boop. Yep. Boop, boop. The the the.
1: It's like a little flourish.
2: The little flourish he does after that line is yeah. so perfect. Yeah, yeah. And so um, uh, illustrative of the line. I love it so much. Yeah. Okay.
1: So let's do expanded universe.
4: Expanded universe.
1: To go back to Pearl. Sure. Am I? Does that take place in London? Pearl's a singer. Or did I? For some reason, I had that um, in my head.
0: Or was there any evidence maybe, of that? I mean, Elkie Elkie Brooks is is British.
1: Okay, so maybe that I, I that think, must be why. I think we might have invented that. I mean, I I, I mean it's possible, obviously, because she's British. But I think I think that for some reason I had that in my head. But I I maybe that was just something we came up with, um, in the episode. But anyway, I would say, either way, uh, yeah, the Sultans are here playing on Pearl's night off. This is definitely sure. <laughs> this is definitely definitely the, the same bar. Yeah, this is definitely the bar that she that she plays in. So uh, people she,
2: pop their yeah, she, pop like, their heads in.
1: She plays that piano um, right. that 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 Harry is playing the honky tonk on. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So and you know like she needs a night off. So right. Well, on Friday nights
2: like. people pop in and they say, "Is this where the the competition right uh, winner is playing? <laughs> is this? Oh, it's not. It's not tonight. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. be back on Tuesday. Thank oh, you. Oh, so she's much. only
0: here on Tuesdays. Oh my God, that's even sadder. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm lost and lonely. Is this the place for me? Oh, I should come back on Ladies' Night. Okay, thank mm, you.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they also whatever uh, contest. There, there's still no place for you, even though you're lost and lonely. Right, you right. be here.
2: Can I come in? They're turning no, lost and lonely out. people
0: away at the door. That's awful.
2: Get out. You can come back when Pearl's playing.
1: <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Also, maybe that contest that she was in is still happening, Rachel. Because they say there's competition in other places, so maybe in other Ooh. places they're having the competition. Yes, of who can who can get the recording contract.
0: So there you go. Um, what well, was a radio contest? Okay, but it's got to be
2: recorded somewhere.
0: Yeah, they got to do it somewhere. That's, oh, it might have been a live recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she so. just recorded it in uh, an empty bar.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So, yeah, the other thing I would say is that, you know, clearly this is sh- where Sean Mullins from Lullaby, um, probably on a yep. a very, very limited British <laughs> tour, uh, probably played yeah. this spot. So, uh, yeah, we now have three songs about people <laughs> playing songs <laughs> in uh, not very well attended bars. So that somehow That's became our... A- a trope
2: for
0: us but uh yeah
2: yeah uh I
1: mean, you think th- there's
0: someone sitting at the end of the bar drinking one bourbon one scotch one beer i would say definitely without
2: a doubt he's yeah. the it's only one be, in right? there he's the only person in there <laughs> him and he he and you are the only people there yeah <laughs> yes he's
0: waiting for guitar george right <laughs> we're going bowling after this
2: yeah oh my god and oh my god and he's george thurgood Who plays the guitar?
1: Oh. Oh my God. God. That's right.
2: He's like a lead guitarist, but maybe this is where he got his start.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Also, he's soon to be kicked out because he's definitely playing like bad to the bone. Uh right,
4: right. And they're like, "We're trying
1: to play Dixieland jazz. Can you please stop? That that <laughs> guitar sound is completely inappropriate for what we're trying to do, George." Look, I appreciate the fact that you literally know all the chords, but this is just not working <laughs> this out. This
2: is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Uh yeah. Uh
1: I don't know anything else. This this song being set in in London makes it a little tough cuz I was I was going through some of the songs. I think this is our first song that definitively takes place in in England. Um I couldn't I couldn't find any other
0: any other ones. I mean i I just Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. Oh yeah, That's but, true, yeah. But, but
2: do they say stuff about London or about oh. England in that?
0: Oh. Well, well no, oh. but it's I mean
2: Michael's excited. You're what, excited, Michael?
0: yes. Modern girl. Oh, of course. Hundred percent in England. Yes. Oh, it is in London, I believe. All right, well
1: there you go. Yeah. All right. So Modern Girl is, I don't know, walking past here, going to a much trendier. <laughs> uh, dance
2: club oh, i would imagine
1: yeah, yeah yeah she pops she she, going to a modern she go- club. yeah
2: she's not pulled in to this no no, no, no well she's a modern she's not girl. even she's not even going to the rock and roll place she's yeah, going yeah. to a discotheque that's what i'm saying
1: yeah 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 a modern girl would not be pulled in by Dixieland jazz she no. she yeah. she needs something modern
2: she'd have to change her whole life if yeah. that was the case <laughs> yeah
1: she also she's not she doesn't care about guitar george because she doesn't build her life around no single man so no yeah right. so you know uh all right. Anything else for the no. Universe? All right. Then let's uh let's call it there. Uh we take a quick break and we come back we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story.
2: Check out the songs of the Story Song podcast. Find the Story Song Podcast, the official playlist, and the Story Song Podcast, the official classic playlist, on Spotify to stream all the great songs we review on the show.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. Where did this uh, song come from? Uh well What's I'm going to tell, right tell you right now. Uh, an empty bar. I'm going to tell you right now. Well, you're actually not wrong, Michael. Uh, I'll get there oh, in a second. all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get there in a second. You got one. But, um, <laughs> thanks. so, uh, so Sons of Swing was released in May of 1978 and it hit, uh, it peaked at number four on the Hot 100. So released May of 1978. Now, Dire Straits was formed in London in 1977, you guys. <gasps> oh, so, so this is nearly. It was not long before they had a hit song. Um, well done. But, uh, they were formed in London in 1977, Mark Knopfler on lead guitar and lead vocals his brother David Knopfler, on rhythm guitar, uh, knows all the chords. By the way, sure, um, yep. Not trying to make it cry or sing. Nothing fancy. <laughs> um, John Ilse. Oh man, I'm so bad with stuff. I'm sorry. John Isley on bass and Pick Withers on drums. Okay, um, Pick
2: Withers. Pick Withers. That's the best.
1: And uh, they were all friends who were working in and around the music scene in London. Uh, when they formed the band, I did a lot of research. There was no, like, exciting, like, moment. They were just like, hey, we all know each other. Let's form a band. And they did.
2: The, I, the idea that I, I, Dire Straits being a British band, it might be one of those things that I always knew but couldn't believe. Right. Because they sound so American. They do. When they play music, which sounds probably like a real ugly American thing to say, <laughs> but there's there's something about their music that I was like, oh yeah, they're from like Detroit or they're from you know wherever Chicago, but no, they're from London town. I
0: thought you were gonna say wherever Chicago is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wherever Chicago is. Uh,
0: I mean, is but- it because they sang that song about the Beverly Hillbillies? Uh, <laughs> let's let's hold on. Let's get there. Let's get there. Okay. Well,
1: I do. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, to your point, Rachel, I don't know why. I mean, like, obviously, when people sing, they don't have like an accent. Um, yeah, but for whatever reason, the Beatles, the Stones, I mean, they just sound they do have a little bit where they just sound British. Yes. Mark Knopfler, I mean, like uh, he just sounds like he's from Detroit when he sings at least. when he talks, right. he definitely has a British accent, but yeah, he does he has no hint of an accent. Um, yeah, and I think They're they like- definitely had like very American influences. Um, right. I think the kind of song, the kind of music they were playing, um, was very, you know, American heavy, but yeah, they, they're from the only, the yeah, British.
2: <laughs> the only other band I, the only other band I can think of that's like that is Herman's Hermits. You're right. like, where are these guys from? I from have no the idea. the Lower East Side? I mean, come on. Right,
4: right. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Herman's Hermits could not sound more British. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Literally, there's a law against sounding any right? more
2: British. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's do. right. It's called the Hermit's Law. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they had very American influences. Um, Shirley Bassey. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Tom Jones. Yeah.
2: That's right. Elton John.
0: Elton John. Herman's Hermits. Sure. Mm-hmm. Herman's Hermits. Um, or just Herman. It was just Herman. <laughs> the song God Save the Queen uh, was a yep, big right. influence on that. <laughs> that's
2: right. That's right. Uh, the Flash and the Sex Pistols. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, okay. So they're all friends.
1: I said that. Okay. So this song is somewhat based on a true story. Uh, Mark Knopfler was watching a jazz band in a dive bar in, in London, South London. Uh, and at the end, when the band announced their names as the Sultans of Swing, Knopfler found the grandiose name in such humble surroundings amusing and it inspired him to write the song. So, so
2: in saying that it's somewhat based on a true story, right. they just said your explanation of what the story of the song was at the beginning of this episode. So this is based on a true story,
1: right? But I mean, he didn't. Know, I I don't think he knew guitar George and Harry. But I'm just saying. Oh, but sure, just that that one thing of this, like you know,
2: that's a lot. In the this... name of the band, right? And and that they were a jazz band, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you make up a couple of names. That's fine. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so again, he, he, the, the, in the very humble surroundings of this, you know, I mean, he does, he he also kind of hints that the, the band wasn't that great. Um, But he was, think, he, he was listening did, to it. and uh, Did they know? You know, I don't know. I didn't see anything on that of them being like, oh, by the way, we're the, you know, anyone being like, we're the real servants of Swing. <laughs> um, So I don't know. They may not. Because, I mean, if they were like old dude to listen to jazz. Uh, right. It's actually not impossible. They just never heard the song and, right. w- and went to their graves, presumably never, never knowing uh, that, uh, that 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 there was a song about them. Um, oh gosh.
0: Or if they were in the record store one day and they just picked up this record and saw that there was a song with their name on it. And right. It was, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> what a weird coincidence. Uh, they said <laughs> to themselves, hey, Guitar George, come check this out.
1: Isn't that weird? <laughs>
2: And then they put it down and went to the jazz section. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, where are the Tommy Dorsey records? <laughs> um, Sultans a Swing, though, like, does sound a little bit like like a wedding band in 1998.
2: Oh yes, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like yeah. really capitalizing on that six months where everybody loves swing dancing. They yeah, wanted
2: yeah. to open for up for the big bad voodoo daddies. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. their yeah. dream.
1: They were like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were like we 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 one night we opened for uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers and it really <laughs>
4: was very exciting. <laughs> uh,
1: I think just saying the names of those bands like
2: most transports like, us you,
1: back. What are you talking about? Um, it really happened, folks. It wasn't a fever dream we all had. For some reason, <laughs> they played. The Squirrel Nut Zippers on MTV. I saw it. Don't tell me it didn't happen because I saw it happen. Um, So anyway.
0: They um, played music on MTV.
1: They did. They did once upon a time. I saw it. Don't don't tell me it didn't happen, Michael. I saw it happen with my own (laughs) eyes. Um, I was watching Beach MTV and they played the Squirrel Nut Zippers and a bunch of girls (laughs) danced on plywood on a beach. This is what we did in the 90s, folks. I've been over this before, but even I was there and I still can't believe it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So uh, so the Sons of Swing, uh, the song, not the band, wa- was included on the band's fi- uh, first five-song demo. Uh, mm. The demo was turned down by multiple labels, um, and they brought it to a BBC DJ named Charlie Gillett. Uh, just asked for advice, but Gillett listened to the tape, loved the demo so much, he began playing Sons of Swing on his radio show called Honky Tonk. So, we're, yeah, weird, uh. weird coincidence there. That's um, why he played it. Yeah, maybe. He was like,
2: this is about me. Uh, oh. They said, sure, sure. Yeah, yep. whatever you say. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, Great. Are you yeah. going to play it? Then fine. It's about you. Right.
1: Um, I mean, my name is George, and everyone calls me Guitar George, and they're like, no one calls me that, <laughs> if you that, but if that's what you want to say, that's fine. fine. Um, my stage
0: name is DJ Charlie, so. Right, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so the exposure of having that song played on the BBC led Dire Straits to quickly be signed to British label Vertigo. Uh, they re-recorded the songs from the demo along with a few others and released their first album called Dire Straits in February of 1978.
0: Oh, that's a good name.
1: Um, it is a good mm-hmm. name. By the way, that's the other thing, too. I tried to find like Dire Straits and they were just like, yeah, I don't know. Because they had some other name like Cafe Racers or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were like at a friend's house and the- and like a friend of a friend was like, how about Dire Straits? And they're like, yeah, that's a good name. And that's it. That was like, the whole story. Um, but it is a good name for a band. Um, well, I was
0: going to, I was saying it was, it was a bad joke. I was saying it was a good name for the album. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. It's their name. Yeah, yeah. Got
1: it. No, you're right. You're right. I got it. I got the joke. Um, eh, it's not really a joke. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. <laughs> the producer for their album was Steve Winwood's brother, Muff Winwood. Uh, I want, I want to make sure everyone got that. Steve Winwood <laughs> has a brother <laughs> named Muff Winwood. Uh, oh, and he produced gosh. the album. Uh, his real name is Mervin, which is not any weirder than
0: Muff <laughs> Winwood.
2: Do
1: you think you n-
0: guys, this album was produced by Steve Winwood's brother,
2: brother Muff. <laughs> Do you think Muff and Pick were best friends? I hope so. Probably. Because I that sounds like. like a children's movie about a dog <laughs> and a cat getting along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Muff. Our friends left us. Right. We've got to make our way across country.
1: M- Muffin Pick was made in 2005, and one of the dogs is voiced <laughs> by Josh Hartnett. Um, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, Muffinwood. So, um, Sons of Swing uh, was their first single, and it reached number eight on the UK singles chart and number four on the US Hot 100, like I said. Uh, during a tour of the US not long after, Bob Dylan saw their, saw their show in LA and invited Mark Knopfler and Pick Withers to play on his next album. That album... Wow. Yeah. That album is the somewhat infamous Long Train Coming, uh, which was Dylan's 19th studio album and was the first one Dylan made after his conversion to Christianity. All the songs were about Jesus. What? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so the album, <laughs> the album was actually fairly well-received. People liked the music, but fans were... Let's say perplexed by <laughs> the lyrical content of the album. Uh, Wait, so, is
0: this pre or post electric?
1: Oh, this is po- it's way post electric. Is I mean, this is, post electric. This is pretty post
2: electric. No, the um, late I, 70s. There's just so much I don't know about Bob Dylan.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, and this weird. is
2: definitely one of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I went. You the, mean Uncle Robert? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Robert. I mean, I, I went down a rabbit hole of like Bob Dylan was on tour, He he was like feeling very. Depressed. Uh somebody threw a silver cross onto the stage one night and he picked it up and put it in his pocket. And then he was like, That night, the physical embodiment of Jesus Christ visited me in my hotel room and like mm-hmm. and talked to me. And then I walked out in the morning a changed man. And people were like, Oh okay, that's weird. <laughs> but sure, if you say so, Bob. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, yeah. So 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 they played on that album. Yeah, and then Mark Darva was like, um, like called this stage and was like, uh, all these songs are about Jesus, I don't know what to <laughs> do. Like, I mean, the songs are good. I could play them, but this is really weird. Um, so, yes. So that, so then after that. When did he go electric? Uh, Michael, I don't know. The see, uh, early well, 60s? It,
2: I'm, if, no, famously at the like. Uh,
1: was that Newport? Oh, was, was it like it, Monterey Pop? Uh, the, Monterey no,
2: was, the, was it Monterey Pop or, or the Newport, Newport Folk, Folk Festival? Festival?
0: I think it was the Newport Folk Festival. Ah,
2: I wish I knew what year it was.
0: Whenever that was. Yeah, There's like 92, 93? No.
2: That's right. Yeah. No. I think it's when he released the song Must Be Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, right? That's when he went electric. Before that, it was all acoustic.
0: No, that's when he went sleigh bell.
2: That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Also, the way you say he went electric, is basically like imagine him turning into a robot. Like, I am now electric. Um, like the electric is grandmother. that not what is, <laughs> not what Is that not what
0: Dylan Goes Electric means? No, no, no. No, unfortunately,
1: Hmm. I wish. Um,
0: I have just been misinterpreting that for quite some time.
1: (laughs) Well, I stand corrected. (laughs) Um, So, uh, okay. So then after that, Dire Straits released some more albums, had a few more hits like Romeo and Juliet and Private Investigations. But I want to jump ahead to 1985 uh, when Dire Straits released their fifth studio album called Brothers in Arms, Mm -hmm. which included songs like Money for nothing so far away and walk of life. Uh, uh so Money for Nothing hit number 1 on sure. the US 100. Uh the album was the first CD to sell a million copies. The first CD to sell a million what? copies. Uh and it is credited with helping popularize the format. Um also the song Brother in Arms from the album uh is generally considered the first CD single. Since it was given away at concerts that they did, uh, and it was on a CD, <laughs> so uh, wow. it was the first CD single. Um, oh, wow, it was not commercially sold, but it was a single right. on a CD. So first,
2: that's amazing. First that's crazy. CD single.
1: Um, so around that time, Dire Straits also appeared at Live Aid, uh, where they did a ten-minute version of "Sultans of Swing."
2: Uh, oh
1: on. my god. <laughs> Uh, and it's actually it's actually awesome. And yeah, I'm
2: gonna listen to it right after this. The
1: crowd, the crowd goes nuts for it. It's great.
0: Were they in the? I'm guessing they were at the London show.
1: Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, and and they do money for nothing. Obviously, and Sting comes out and does the the sting part.
2: Oh, that's right, because um, it's Sting.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go too deep into money for nothing because this uh, not about money for nothing, but. Right. Yeah. They also like they they were like, "Hey, I I they were in the studio, I guess, and like Sting came in or whatever. I guess he's a London guy. They, uh-huh. know, they're all just hanging around with each other. Um, and uh, they were like, "Hey, we want to play you this new song we had, uh, called uh, we have called Money for Nothing." And they apparently played for him, and he was like, "Son of a bitch, you guys, this <laughs> this <laughs> one's gonna be big." He was like, "Oh my god, this is great." And they were like, "Well, if it's so good, why don't you sing some stuff on it? Like, kind of more." being jerks and daring him he's like you know what i will Uh, fine i will (laughs) and uh so anyway that's how that happened you're on yeah but i mean it literally was like that was not planned for the song he like he literally just was like okay i'll do it and he went into the the studio and just like sang a bunch and they were like all right we're gonna put it on the song so uh that's a famous story but and and that's why he has songwriting credit because he sang uh to the tune of don't stand so close to me i want my mtv so there you go Mm. um
0: that's cool
1: yeah so uh, so the band first broke up in 1987. Aww. Uh Mark Knopfler just wanted to pursue solo stuff. He formed side projects and did things like collaborate with Chet Atkins on an album. Um, so the breakup was mostly mutual and friendly. Uh, and in the years following, the band would reform occasionally to do charity events and things like that. So uh, everything was was pretty peach and keen. Uh, mm-hmm. But then... In 1991, the band reformed and released an album. Uh, none of the singles from that album broke the top 20. Uh, the band went on tour, and by all accounts, it was a miserable experience. And basically, oh. the magic was gone. And oh. the band broke up in 1995, and they were all kind of mad at each other. And
2: 95?
1: Yeah, yeah. And they basically were like, ah, we should have stayed broken up. This was yeah. a mistake. Uh, and everyone, so they were
2: just like totally depressed for four years. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Aww. they had
1: peaks and valleys, but by the end, they were just kind of like, this was a mistake, and uh, this was all for nothing, because uh, oh, like, they only released one more Money album. Money for nothing. Money for nothing, nice. right. But they only released one more album uh, in that time. Like I said, none of, the, none of the singles broke the top 20, and they just kind of petered out um, and broke mm-hmm. up in 1995. Um, after that, everything I could find, Mark Knopfler, basically by all accounts, uh, including his own in interviews, uh, just came to despise being famous, essentially, uh, and the demands of fame and all that stuff, and just prefers to be out of the spotlight and just be like a low key solo artist. So he really has no interest in in being like a big famous rock star anymore. I think he just he just hated it. Uh, it was Aww. it was a lot of a lot of pressure. Uh, it ruined his marriage, and he's just kind of like I don't want any part of it. So
2: and he he never seemed like. That kind of guy. He just seemed like a musician, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he yeah. seemed like the Sultans of Swing. He yeah. just wanted to play yeah. music. You know
0: what's funny about that? What? The Sultans of Swing were were musicians who were not famous, who were not professional, right? <laughs> right. And that's sort of apparently by the end what he longed to be.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, oh,
0: I forgot. I'm going
1: to take a a weird jump back, but okay.
0: I wanted to mention one thing was because Michael
1: mentioned that of course the song was parody by Weird Al Yankovic. Yes, and uh, as as Beverly Hillbillies and Michael, do you know the stipulation that Mark Knopfler had for in for Weird Al to do the song?
0: Well, I I think it has something to do with the title because the title of the song is is it money? It's money for nothing. Open parentheses Beverly Hillbillies close parentheses. Right? I mean, that might have been part of it. Or is it the reverse? No, the stipulation was Mark Knopfler
1: was like, you can do the parody, but I have to play on the song.
2: Oh, so that
1: is Mark Knopfler playing on the parody,
2: really? Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's great. He basically was like, "I don't want anyone else doing my stuff." So he was like, "You can do it, but I I have to play the guitar part." And so he did. So, and I think
0: there was a stipulation where he had to call, like, he couldn't call it "Beverly Hillbillies," and I don't know if that's from "Dire Straits" or if that's from like CBS or something. Right? I don't know. Um, yeah, the song title, but yes, (laughs) is (laughs) unlike most Weird Al song titles
1: that's true.
0: Um, and it's featured in the fantastic mm, film UHS. Oh my god, the best.
1: Yes. Movie ever. Um okay. So uh that was it. Oh yeah, so he didn't like he, he's he's out of the spotlight and Direct Straits was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2018 and Mark Knopfler did not appear at the wow. Song. so. Wow. So
0: uh, that's about because it. Because let's be honest, after Weird Al parodies you... Yeah, like where <laughs> else? Like, do you really care about that's the Rock it. and Roll Hall of nah, Fame? Nah. You've, you've, okay. you've reached your peak. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah.
2: Mark Knopfler didn't appear. What about Pick and Muff? Were Pick and <laughs> Muff there?
0: I don't know. They were having wacky misadventures.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if, if Pick and Muff... I mean, they were, you know, they were trying to get away from that dastardly uh, dog catcher. So <laughs> right, they, right. They, had, they had their own problems. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one of them had fallen into a river and the other one was running along trying to That's right. f- get, get to the <laughs> nice. log so they could grab That's him right. by the collar and pull him back up. Um, all right. so That is it for the uh, story behind the story. So we're going to take a quick mm-hmm. break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned.
2: Friends help friends find the Story Song Podcast. And you can help your friends find the show by leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll read the best reviews on the show. And then you'll be famous. And you won't have to be nice to your friends anymore.
1: All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson do we learn from this song? Uh, let's start with Michael. Michael, what lesson did you learn from Sultans a Swing? You know what I learned? I learned
0: don't quit your day job. Okay. <laughs> I learned maybe you'll make the scene. Smart. Maybe you're not going to make the scene. Be like Harry. Don't quit your day job. Mm. Right? What if you love your day job? And and what if music and 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 performing is like oh this is such an obligation that I've got to do. Yeah. Just, right. You know what? You go to work every day. That's 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 your that's your creativity right there.
2: You save that for Friday night. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Get it over with, mm-hmm. and then and then move on to the joys of being an actuary. How about
1: how about this, Harry? <laughs> hey, Harry, how about this? How about these spreadsheets are the honky tonk? Okay. How about you? That's how right. about you? How about you fill these out uh, right. with a, with a jazzy beat? Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how about you? Uh, how about you uh, put those fingers to work on the keyboard of this here computer? Yeah. <laughs> how about that?
1: <laughs> uh, Rachel, what do you got?
2: Uh, here's what I got. If you are playing, it doesn't matter how many people you play for, Mm -hmm. make the bar pay you something so you can afford new equipment. Because if all you can afford is an old guitar, Guitar George, it's in your name. Your name is Guitar George. Mm -hmm. You should be able to afford a new guitar. So ask for a cut of the, well, don't ask for a cut of the door because nobody's coming in. Ask for a flat fee until you can afford some new equipment. Yeah.
1: Or well, at
0: least all the mayonnaise you could drink. Right, yeah.
2: exactly. Or
1: how about you follow Harry's lead and get a daytime job?
2: That's okay? right. So Guitar Martha would be thrilled by that. Right.
1: <laughs> We're glad you know all the chords, but what if you knew shorthand? Right? right. Maybe that would right. help. What if you knew typing? What if you knew all the keys on the keyboard of the computer? Then That's maybe right. you could, you know, get some more money and yes. and buy some new equipment.
2: So. No guitar, George. Rhythm guitar is not a trade. Right. <laughs> Plumbing is a trade. Yeah, yeah. Electrical work, HVAC work, those are trades that can be beneficial to you. Knowing all the chords does no good for anyone.
1: We're being very practical uh, on
2: this
1: episode. <laughs> <laughs> Do not follow your- Anyway, guys, don't
2: follow your dreams.
1: Guys, always have a backup, and have a backup to the backup. Um, <laughs> That's right. Uh, I will say- Aim I Aim low. I just learned that if you are playing the Sultans of Swing uh, role-playing game, um, when you enter the bar, uh, remember that you have to roll a six or better to (laughs) give a damn about the trumpet-playing band. Um, That's right. If you don't, yeah, you're definitely going to not give a damn. And uh, it won't be what you call rock and roll. So that's right. And, You'll have to go in the
2: corner with the rest of the uh, yeah
1: yeah yeah, the yeah. young boys. Uh, yeah, and then you may possibly get eaten by the dragon. Uh, so you're gonna right. want to <laughs> be real careful
0: on that one. Uh, uh, and you're gonna have to wear like platform
1: shoes. Oh yeah, too, no, so. that's well, right. That's a yeah. Real problem. Yeah, yeah. Because how? I mean, again, how are you gonna run to the top of the tower uh, if you are wearing platform soles? So you. My point is, when you go in the bar, you really want to make sure that you roll a six or better because yes. it's yeah. really going to hurt the rest of the game. Uh, so of swing role-playing game, not very well constructed. So <laughs> you got to be real careful on that one. That is By Mattel. Right. That is why it is not played very often. Um, right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Uh, follow us on the socials like Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook. And if you give a bit five-star review... We'd appreciate it, and uh, tell a friend. That would be great. Yes. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com.
0: Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast.
2: And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening.
4: It's story
1: podcast. A folk festival sponsored by cigarettes. So
2: <laughs>
1: the world has changed a lot since then. Wait, is that why it was Wait, Newport? No. Isn't it
2: in Newport? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> Ah. that would be
4: hilarious 1965
0: everything was sponsored by (laughs) cigarettes
5: it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football